This. This is, this is Diversified, Diversified Game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen, and today, you guys, I got some game for you. During this lockdown, I want you to take notes, as always, get your pen paper. The links will all be in the description box, so if you miss anything, you'll be able to catch Dr. Tracy Timberlake's YouTube, her website, her podcast. She is an award-winning business coach and digital strategist. She has her own firm, Timberlake Ventures. You can find her again on YouTube, where she's been doing this for like 15 years online, you can go back and you can see that things really haven't changed for her. <laughs> so, you know, it proves that doesn't crack if you take care of it. She got my attention on a video that she posts on her YouTube trailer called Branded and Broke. And we're going to get into that also talk about her courses and how you too can become a six-figure earner. She is also the co-founder of Flourish Media Conference, and she has her doctorate in education from Nova Southeastern University. Dr. Timberlake, how are you doing? Hi, Kellen. Thanks for having me on your show. You are so welcome. <laughs> like I had mentioned, your branded and broke mm. is like, that's what my wife and I always talk about. Why do people want to be famous, are known, and have no money? Right. Why? Why? Yeah. This makes sense. <laughs> and, and so since we are our neighbor soon, because we're moving to South Florida. Are you really? That's amazing. Yeah, I want to get and see and get the vibe and feel my tribe now. Talk about branded and broke. Let's just start there. Let's start there. Okay. So, you know, I started YouTube, like you said, a long time ago, got really serious about it in 2012. I think that's when I kind of saw the potential of what it could, it could be in my life in terms of income. Having said that, things change very quickly in the online world. Like one minute you're making a lot of money, the next minute you're not. Uh, YouTube things have changed, algorithms have changed. And what I was finding is that as an influencer, you know, that's kind of around the time that the term influencer started. And as an influencer, people are so willing to like send you a teeth whitening kit, but nobody wants to pay you uh, because there were so many that were, that were coming out. And a lot of people want the, the title of being an influencer. It's so interesting to me how they're like, I want to be an influencer like you. And I'm like, as an influencer, most influencers either don't make money or you need to have a very, very large following, like 250,000, 500,000, you know, to, to get some, some deals that are substantial. Um, otherwise you're getting paid $50 a post. And, and then how many $50 posts can you do to, to, you know, live your lifestyle? So a lot of people want the term influencer because it looks fun. It looks exciting. It looks glamorous, but you're not making any money. And I can tell you right now coming from that world, and I'm still an influencer, don't get me wrong. Uh, but coming from that world, there are a lot of people who are depressed, who need therapy, who struggle, uh, simply because it's a lot of work and, and you're not experiencing, uh, you know, the, the outcome of the work that you're putting in other than just followers, but that's monopoly money. Uh, you know, you can't do anything with that. So, <laughs> so, so true. So I, I represent influencers. That's one of the many hats that I wear mm -hmm. everything you said, Same. especially the depression. 
Mm -hmm. in a real thing because if you believe what someone says good about you you will believe the negative oh for sure will come Mm -hmm. so with your journey with youtube and i saw you used to do like tutorials on different Mm -hmm. products and now you're into you know the big money which everybody it seems has a course we're hearing everybody say hey i made twenty thousand dollars this month on Mm -hmm. a course i can show you how to make some money with the course talk about the transition and getting into courses yeah so i it wasn't something that i felt like i was gonna do you know i didn't foresee it it kind of happened really organically for me because as a youtuber i was like people would ask me all the time, well, how did, how do you do that? Like, and it was so natural to me to sit in front of a camera at that point and just talk to it. I'm like, what do you mean? How do you like you take a camera, you talk to it? Like, it's not really hard. Uh, but a lot of people didn't know how to do it. And so people who were entrepreneurs, um, I found that they really struggled with making videos and just online content. This was back in 2015, 2016, really before Facebook had lives. Periscope was just starting back then. So um, people would ask me for help. And so I said, well, it makes the most sense to create a course on it because I'm not going to sit with you every day, you know, to like, and that's really how it started. And um, coming from a higher, I worked in higher ed, coming from an educational background, I've been a professor, um, you know, understanding education and how people learn. Uh, that's really why courses are, I'm so passionate about courses because I feel like there is a traditional model of learning. And uh, if I can capital, capitalize on it, not for myself necessarily, but for them, because there is something that they have that they can kind of articulate and be able to teach other people in the form of a course. And, and digital learning is just, you know, no one wants to go back to school for like, two years, four years. They just want to learn real quick. So if you have something you can teach, courses work. Now we're going to get into the money side of it because when you're, you know, I've, I've heard from different course teach people and selling mm-hmm. curriculums. Some folks even get depressed in that because they said someone bought my course, but they didn't apply the knowledge, which mm. makes them get the imposter feeling. So talk about, you know, when they take your course, no matter what level they buy it at, you know, what are the next steps? Is it, is it magic? Once they get the course, they don't have to do anything else? Or- <laughs> so I am very, very clear about, you know, now I will say that the courses that I've created have much higher completion rates and have much higher success rates. Um, And I think, again, it comes just from my background and being in education and understanding that. And and I make sure that the way that I design curriculum is is for the person to be able to use it. That's number one. The second thing is um, I love what I do as a coach. And so for me, while all of my courses are self-study, like you can, you know, you can do them on your own. I want to make sure that I am keeping up with people. So they, they feel, they really feel like they're a part of a community and I create that community aspect for them. Even if like I have a course running right now, it's a 30 day challenge to build your business online. And even though I'm not talking to them, they're talking to each other. And there, you know, I, inside the course, I build it in, like, let me know how you're doing post inside of the Facebook group. So they get a kick out of that. Um, But I'm always very clear about the responsibility that they have. Like, I'm very clear about my responsibility. I'm going to give you everything I got. I'm going to make sure that the information that you have can take you on the journey of A to Z, whatever, you know, the course is about. I make sure I'm I'm very upfront, but the application, that's going to have to come from you. My commitment is to give you the information to help you transform. Your commitment is to actually apply. And, and, you know, 1% of people apply. And I tell them that. I'm like, 
1% of people apply this stuff. Be the 1%. Like this, let that be you today. And what about, is there a magic pill or maybe there's a magic price tag <laughs> where if someone says, hey, I'm probably not going to be that 1%. Can you just do it all for me? Yes. And, and that's why I, you know, co-founded Flourish Media, the marketing company, is because there are people that are like that. And those are like the professional people who have jobs already. So one of our clients, for example, is an attorney. Well, she has a full-time job as an attorney. She doesn't have time to, to understand all the intricacies of the digital marketing. She knows she wants to create the course. She knows she wants to, she knows what she wants to say, but she doesn't have time to design it. So we have the graphic design team that will do that for her. We have a backend system, um, you know, person that's responsible for getting it all uploaded and all of that. If they want to launch it, um, you know, we have Facebook ads people and webinar people and, and we can do all that for you for sure. But it does come, you know, it does come with the price tag. And, and what is the part that you can't do for people? Because some people literally just want to sit there and just tell you what they want. Yeah, we do that too. And you can handle all of it. Yeah, that. uh, that's actually one of my favorite things to do. Because a lot of the times people don't realize how genius they are like how much information is inside of them. So sitting with them, and sometimes I'll do this in what I call like a, a one day intensive and I'll just sit down and I'll say, okay, tell me your life, tell me your whole life story. And then I can craft out, okay, this is module one, this is module two, this is module three, here's how we're gonna market it, this is the picture you're gonna take. This is, like that's actually my favorite part about being a, a coach and a strategist is pulling it out of people because people really are brilliant if they would just give themselves space to be. Now, I like to put the warning sign, warning, warning, warning. <laughs> Let the people know, because the demographics here, um, we do it for the young people, but mm. I, I find that a lot of folks who are, you know, in their 30s and in, in my age range, and, mm. and they're the ones who are listening. And, you know, some of them are making their six-figure income, mm -hmm. but a lot of times they don't understand the value of a coach or someone like yourself to, and so what do those prices start at if, if you're going to pull it all out of their head so they don't start calling you and saying, hey, I got $500. Right. No, that's not going to. Right. No. Um, let me first explain coaching. Like I have been coached my whole life. Like I started playing sports at three years old. Um, so and I played all up until college. My brother started playing sports at three years old. He played professional basketball. Uh, you, so we have been coached our entire lives. I used to be a singer when I wanted to be a better singer. I got a vocal coach. Like, so coaching is very much something that my parents were all for. They sent us to camps, got a special coaches, like did all the things. Um, and we were very middle class, like was not, you know, we were not wealthy. My mom was a single parent. My dad died when I was seven. So it, please don't think that, you know, I grew up like with a silver spoon. No, it's just that there were things that my mom knew that she couldn't provide for us. So she just found somebody to do it. Um, so that's first and foremost. And, and that's why I believe in the power of coaching. My brother is also a coach now and he lives in China. And so he is a coach uh, because we know what it's done for us and in our lives to get us to where we are. Having said that, it does come with understanding the value of investment. Like your first financier is you, you know, and I have investors in my company. So uh, everybody wants angel investors, but it took me, you know, years to be able to even attract that, right? I was my first investor. And when I didn't know how to do something, 
Well, I got a coach and I spent thousands of dollars to do it. So depending on what it is you want to do, it can start from 2,500 to if you want it all done, the whole shebang, then, you know, that's like somewhere probably in the ballpark of 18,000, depending on how much, like, and that includes like, you know, a full on launch that 18,000 will probably net you 50,000 in return. So like, it really depends on what you're wanting, but anywhere from that range, probably like 20, 500 to and, and of course it can go higher than that but and, and it's residual and so it's gonna always continue to correct and blow no matter what yes but, but with you know that i can already hear that the, the haters but is there a guarantee well, and I love that. I actually love that question. I, and I tell people this all the time. I'm saying, I actually want you to question whether there's a guarantee because I think that that's the right question to ask. And here's, here's my answer. I can't guarantee anything. Like I can't even guarantee, I can't guarantee what's going to happen tomorrow. None of us knew the COVID was like the coronavirus was coming. Like, so I can't guarantee anything. What I can guarantee you is my part that I will absolutely give you everything that I possibly can to help you be successful. Can you guarantee that you're going to show up because if you can guarantee that you're going to show up and I'm showing up then I've seen nothing but success so are you going to be like the the anomaly that isn't successful by showing up yet to be seen all of my clients who have shown up for this are absolutely successful and it's life-changing okay and I think that you know for someone who has such an image like yours that people need to understand like you said there are no guarantees but you also don't want someone making a YouTube video saying I spent you know fifteen, eighteen thousand dollars on something and it didn't work because then that's you know that costs you reputation and in this business mm. that's all you had and it's so easy for someone to make a video like that that when I know when we take on clients I'm like I tell them those same things. Yeah. In the back of my mind it's like this has to win somehow. <laughs> Because there's so many people, and I, I saw your video on uh, public relations and Queen, there's mm. so many people who are complaining and who would not make a video like that on their publicist at, at the time. And people get rid of publicists, you know, like they get rid of shoes. I mean, mm. and they're out because they don't understand. Sometimes the value of people, sometimes they get, you know, they don't know how to pick people. But I, I love that you, you know, you put that out there. You, you had said something, though. <laughs> the singing part. I don't want to go too far from that. Yeah. On your website, that folks, <laughs> he has a mixtape, and it looks like though, because we're working on something uh, similar of like you know giving game. Mm. But are you singing on that mixtape? No, I'm not singing on the mix. That is a mindset mixtape. There, I do have some YouTube videos of me singing though. I've I've done like the national anthem for the like Miami Heat. I've done like a lot of different random things. Um, but the mixtape is just mind because people struggle with confidence confidence. They struggle with understanding themselves. Uh, that's really the first part to any kind of success is like the inner work that has to be done because that imposter syndrome that you mentioned earlier, that is a real thing. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is. I mean, we're all, everyone's trying to figure it out, but at some point you say I've done it once and I can do it again. And the more experience you get, mm -hmm. and that's why I tell people, you know, coming up jobs, aren't bad things. Cause with jobs, mm -hmm. you get a vast amount of knowledge. Mm -hmm. Not everybody's going to be Dame Dash and out of the womb, you know, and I love that. Right. Yeah. Right. That, that's not, yeah, that's not my testimony either. So I think that we learn what we're supposed to learn in the seasons that we learn them. And something that my coach says to me, you know, is like, it's really important to recognize the season that you're in because if it's a learning season, then 
the sooner you accept that this is a learning season for you, then you'll, you'll, you'll learn what you need to learn so that you can quickly get out of the season. So don't fight, don't fight the nine to five, just use it. Definitely. Now is music something that you pursue on a regular? You know, my life's dream, Kellen, is to be a cartoon. That is my life's dream. It's my, I tell, that yes, my goal in my life literally is to be a cartoon voice. And I've had this goal since a child. I know it's going to happen one day, even if I have to make my own cartoon. Um, so it's not something that I pursue a ton because I was never, I was, well, I, I think that, you know, at the height of what I was doing, I was a great singer. I don't think that I was a good performer and I never really appreciated or wanted to do that. You know, um, as a matter of fact, I actually became a vocal coach for people who did want to perform because I was always a better coach, like a better teacher uh, than I was, I think, a performer. So I helped I actually helped high school kids get into college and, and college kids audition for, for different Broadway shows and things like that. Okay, I'm gonna send you a link for our our cartoon. We write children's books based on. Oh my god! Can, oh my gosh! That is my life goal. My dream in this life is to. I just want to be animated. It's all I want, and to be as a cartoon voice and to sing as a cartoon. That's what I want. <laughs> there, there, there is. And I will a, do it for free. Like I tell them, like I'll do it about work for free. I just want to be a cartoon. <laughs> There, uh, uh, there is. I love it. I, I, I'm going to show you how that could happen. And what books cost us um, are kind of expensive. I like the team that I have, but I'm being told that I can always evolve mm. and always bring in more people so I can do more, more work, which is, which is great advice. Yes. We all need a coach. We all need support. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like the cartoon aspect, and I, I tell people that too. I am a cartoon. I just yes! see me here. Me too. <laughs> so but, animated. <laughs> but where I think the futurist in us in this is Tony Robbins. Mm, yes. Has just um, basically uh, made like uh, uh, like the three D hologram of himself. Mm. Mm-hmm. where it's all based on AI. I was reading the book, The Future is Faster Than You Think, which is a great mm-hmm. book. Everyone I, I need to read that. I haven't even heard of that, but I love the title. I'm going to write it down. Yeah, and, and Peter, who, who is one of the co-authors of the book, he's an engineer, he's a physician, he has a rocket company, he is the man. He has a mm. conference that we all need to be at. What is it? I need to go. It's like, called The it. Abundance 360. Oh, and I, I, like, I like the name. Yeah, please do. Um, I'm going. And, I was filling out my budget this year um, for his conference was my budget was like 10 grand for conference. All right. Yeah. And mm. his conference, I said, I'm filling it out. And I'm like, Oh, it's 15,000 for the basic. Okay. Said, oh, okay. <laughs> Must be a good conference then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and what you'll learn and the people that yeah, you'll, that you'll meet. Yeah. That's it. You know, t- conferences make the difference between those who excel and those who stay in the same, you know, place. Absolutely. And they say that, you know, people who are in that seven figure mark, they attend like 10 conferences a year. So I'm like, yes. Yes. And I'm, I'm, I'm I'm just excited. So that, that is definitely, but to uh, our cartoon could be that hologram image that when people go to picture, when people go to Vegas and they see Michael Jackson and they pay all that money for someone who's not there anymore. Right. Who's not alive. Yeah. I like that idea. It's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and talk about like how 
he said his wife can't even tell the difference if she's like, oh wow, the you know the the hologram. Yeah. So you're, we're on to something, and we, we have to make that happen. I love it. Yes, that's amazing. Yeah, how cool. So that's the you know people say, oh, you're trying to live eternally. No, we are going to live eternally if you're a believer. But yeah, but <laughs> right, this is the way to to be eternally here on this planet. Yeah, and give, you know, giving the game and 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 whatnot. In in the courses, though, I mean, that's a very you're dealing with from lawyers probably mm -hmm. to physicians to YouTubers. Mm -hmm. People want to YouTube. How do you go about? and tailor that because it's not a one size fit all no it's not so really it's about understanding the like if you want to create a course it's about understanding the journey that you want to take someone on right a lot of the times people when i say that people are brilliant they're they're brilliant in their own right but they don't know how to how to systematize it and that's how a course needs to be like it needs to be you need to know how to walk someone from where they are now to where they say they want to be and what you promise them they're you're going to give them so it's really kind of helping them decipher what that system is because if you've been an attorney for 20 years right 15 years you may be doing it it's like business as usual for you but you have no idea what you're doing right so sometimes it's really observation like okay walk me through this and, and sometimes it's hanging out with someone and that's you know when we're getting into those 18,000 21,000 it's me walking with you for two weeks and like show me your whole day it's like a reality show at that point like I need to see it you know um and that helps really develop the curriculum for what you're going to teach. And then from there, we put the, the meat on the bones. And as your consultant, I would say if you're doing that, you should be like a reality show documenting. It oh, we do. Oh, yeah. well, for, sometimes I do. Um, that's a good point. I don't always document for myself, but we definitely document it for them because we want to make sure that they have collateral and footage. But yeah, good, good point. Well, I, and I say that because I see life as a movie and you're creating yeah. your movie and you're, mm -hmm. and that's the documentation and, you know, for our influencers, when we go to Africa, we always are going to make a movie. And it's, of course, it's going to go on YouTube, but it's yeah. also going to go on Amazon and maybe if yeah. someone wants to buy it. So mm -hmm. I, I like it. to see it. Now in that 18,000, um, is that, because to me, I'm like, okay, great. That's great for her time. But anybody who may hear this, does that cover everything? Because I'm thinking cameramen have to be. Yeah, that's so, right. So that'll cover cameraman. It'll cover some, you know, the the initial design work for the course itself. Mm -hmm. um, and to, you know, to make sure that the course is built out. For example, uh, people may not want to sit there and type out every workbook that they have to create for their course. So that means that somebody has to listen to them talk. And then, you know, they go on, what'll happen is like, they'll make a video or whatever. And they'll say, this is what I want. And they'll just talk it out. And then we'll have somebody come in, either edit that to become whatever, you know, it needs to be, pull out the workbooks from there, design the workbook. So it, it encompasses a lot. Okay. So it's all in at that price, mm -hmm. which is a, which is a great thing because you're paying for people's time. And mm -hmm. as we see, and, and you mentioned it earlier, you can't predict what's going to happen tomorrow and time is precious. So you need to be working yeah. within your purpose and value people's time. So their price mm -hmm. is their price, which, which is awesome with that. What's the average time that you can get a course done for a person? Well, I like to say 12 weeks. Because that, like that is done and and like ready to launch, like launching in that time frame. Um, but I've definitely had clients who are like, oh no no, I have like six weeks, and I'm like, 
All right. And as long as, you know, as, as long as that person is available for what I need them to do, which is sometimes, okay, I need for you to sit in front of this video and, and talk to the people, <laughs> like, uh, you know, or I need, as long as they're available, we can make it happen, um, you know, at an accelerated rate. But we like to work with people at a 12 week space to launch a course. Okay. What's the longest it's ever taken you? Oh, so because some clients just, you know, we really try to get them to be done in 12 weeks if it's a course, but I've seen it, you know, over six months, if nine months even for one person, um, just because they're in their head. Like it, the long, like if it takes long, it's either like something happens, like life happens, something, some tragedy, or they're just in their head about it. And they have that, you know, analysis paralysis. Okay, that sounds like one of those clients we want to get and get, get away from because that. Yeah, because, and, and that's why, we're, but we're also very clear, like, this is a 12-week program. Anything beyond that is going, like, there's a retainer fee that has to, you know, that happens after that. Okay, and I love to hear that because mm -hmm. retainers are what everyone, everyone needs. And so, mm -hmm. you know, you have the, the, the YouTube, I know you haven't been as active in the last, I know. Week. And I keep wanting to I, like literally last week I told somebody, I'm going to film five YouTube videos and then nope. <laughs> what, what happened? I got super busy. Like things are like, I'm, I'm really involved at, at my church. So, you know, just transitioning everything online, um, has been a lot. And then like, having this new course that I wasn't planning on doing, um, but just in this season, it made sense for my community. So that new course, launching that and creating it has been, you know, a lot. And then I'm working on a whole new project for influencers. That's another business. So that's, so there's just been a lot, but it's, it's all good things, but it does take me away from, because a YouTube video, like only I can do a YouTube video. So I physically have to sit and like do it. Well, unless you bring in some, you know, contributors and you, you know, we, we've been doing that more and more on one of mm. our, our, our platforms and bringing in contributors. So the host who, you know, he can do other things. Yeah. But, but talk about um, what has been keeping you busy during these lockdown Rona times. Yeah. So just like I said, I have had, um, you know, with with coronavirus, you know, the thing that I talk about and I have been talking about for the last four years has been transitioning to digital and digital leadership. And I did a TED Talk uh, last year and the TED Talk has just gotten more attention now than it did when it came out, um, simply because I talked from the perspective of, of digital leadership. So a lot of people are seeing that. I'm getting a lot of requests for interviews. I'm getting um, a lot of requests to write articles. Um, like I said, the, the tourism board contacted us because they wanted us to do a training for small businesses to help them get digital. Um, Monday, I spoke with, uh, you know, he's the owner and founder of the third largest black publication in the country. And he's like, I, I, can you help me? Like, I mean, what, what can we do? Like, you know, because the media needs to transition. So there's just been a lot and I'm happy to do it, but it's, it's just, it's literally back to back yesterday. I think I sat at my desk on zoom calls from like noon until 11 just yeah and and it's and it's a good it's a good time what is some advice that you can give people i mean besides everybody needs to be working on the blueprint for the course and contact you during these times because they have nothing but time especially those who are still getting paid but what are yeah. some things that you would point. say you know they should be doing 
if they're, you know, entrepreneurs, what, what should they be doing right now? Yeah, that's a good point. Like if you are an entrepreneur or you desire to be an entrepreneur, this is the best time to, for you to show up for that. And I think what we're seeing is like speed in this season is the name of the game. So because we're all kind of starting at a every new entrepreneur, I should say, is starting at a, at a very baseline place. Like everybody's like in the same place right now. Everyone's home. Every, so if you have an idea, your best friend is going to be execution. As, how quickly can you execute it? Let's not, you know, go for perfectionism. Let's not go for the big launch. I'm going to make a half a million dollars tomorrow. Let's go for like, who can I serve right now? How can I help them? How can I, what are the needs that people have? And then how can I you know, answer those problems. Um, so for my clients, I told them, and I don't believe in a pivot. Like, I don't think like you should just change everything because coronavirus is here, but I do believe in, in different positioning, right? So you may need to, and if you have a, a lengthier course that's like six months, you may want to create a smaller version of that that's 45 days long that you can walk someone through an accelerated uh, mini version of it, right? So a different position just for the season. If you have an idea to do something different that you've never done before, try it. Just try it. Who knows, right? So that's what I would recommend is just if you have an idea, a spark of insight, just go for it. Okay. Okay. That's good. That's a good game. The, the key to courses, is it the marketing or is it putting it together you know some people say i put something together but no one heard about it because i didn't market it because they didn't know how to do it and you can right. do all those things in one so what do you think the key is yeah well okay good question so um i think i think it's two keys i think key number one is creating it because some people struggle with that and then key number two will be marketing it there is nothing sexy about having a course that no one buys like there's like, why would we do that, right? Um, now, for some people, they feel very complete by just being able to create a course and saying that they have one and not sell. Like, they, it really does give them a sense of accomplishment just to say, I have it. Uh, but I'm going to encourage those people to just push those boundaries a little bit uh, because, you know, trying to sell something is getting out of your comfort zone. So don't look at it as like selling something to people, especially in this season where people go, oh, but people are losing their jobs. I don't want to sell anything, right? I always say, like, if you have something to give, like, if there is something that you know how to do and other people need it, if there's a problem that you can solve or help people solve, then it's your responsibility to tell them that you can solve it. And, you know, then it's up to the other person. You're not a used car salesman. We're not trying to, you know, sell lemons here. Like this, the course that you created is legitimately something that can help transform someone's life in whatever capacity. You can teach them how to crochet a purse. Okay. That's, you know, could be transformative if they want to sell it on Etsy. Um, but the point is, is like, you need to make sure that people know that it exists because how, how beneficial is it for someone if you're just keeping the course, you know, inside of your Google drive and you're not willing to actually let people know that it can help them. And, and what do you think is a good marketing budget? Cause I'm going to say it. So no one gets it mixed up. Cause I don't think <laughs> you can throw in for 18,000, the marketing in there too, but what is a good budget for them to market a course? And if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. please correct me. I've been wrong. No, before. you're right. Um, so it's, it depends. And I walk people through a very um, systematic way to decide what your marketing budget is. And so I use two processes, one, a forward projection and one, a reverse engineer. So the forward, projection says if this is your marketing budget this is how much you can expect to make back the reverse engineer is I want to make a 
100,000 and then we'll reverse engineer it and I'll say this is what you need to spend on Facebook ads or on any kind of digital ads. Um, so it really just depends on what people's goals are. Some people are like, I just want to sell one. Okay, well, I don't, that could be a, a budget of zero. We could just use your existing Facebook friends and see who wants it. Um, some people are like, no, 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 I want to make $100,000. Then we, we crunch the numbers and we, we need to take a look at it. And, and with that, uh, you're talking about measurables, which a lot of folks can't give. We do government contracting. When you do a government contract, they want to know measurables. They don't really care how many people act as long as you can reach 100,000 <laughs> yeah. by the time. And, and that's a crazy part. I'd rather be effective and have the people, you know, right. not just, but those measurables, um, when you're doing that, are you using just, you know, for example, Facebook, Facebook says we can get it out to 100,000 and we know that, you know, this percentage is going to click on it, then this percentage is going to click through, or is it based on something more, you know, maybe you have a system, the Timberlake system. Well, I, I mean, it's a combination of both, actually. So it's a combination of what industry standards are, according to Facebook, according to Google, according to what YouTube advertising looks like. It's going to be a combination of what they're bringing to the table and like what I, like if they've done anything before, can I take a look at what their conversion rates are? How can we average those out? And then just what I know of different industries. Health industry works one way. Um, legal industry works another way life coaching works another way, uh, you know, influencer marketing works another way. So it's just, it's like a combination of all of those things that are going to decide for us okay. what this is going to look like. Okay. And, and, and that's, that's good. So folks, I would say at least have five grand for marketing. I mean, yeah, I mean, if you, yes, but it also depends, like if you're selling like a $27 course, well then having a $5,000 like it doesn't make sense in that way, right? So if you have a $27 course, I would say we can probably come up with a system that um, isn't going to require that much, you know, but if you have an actual like legit $1,000 program, then yeah, like I would 5,000. And I always say for integrity's sake, for me, and this is not a, you know, rule of thumb, this is just my rule. Um, if I'm going to create a course and sell it that's like $1,000 or $2,000 or $3,000, I have courses that are $6,000. Um, then for me, I need to be willing to invest that into myself with ads. So if I'm selling a $6,000 course, then at the very least, I'm probably going to spend $6,000 in ads to launch that program. Which is, which is fair. And I mean, because I, I remember the days of having robots on MySpace and <laughs> the things were just a different time. But now everything is payola. If you're not paying the Pay play. Mm-hmm. It's booting you out. Yes. What do you think the future, you know, I, I've, I've, I taught in grad school and, mm. I, and I loved it and I see myself as a teacher more mm. than anything. I mean, I'm, whatever title I, I have, I want to teach my clients why we're doing this. Yes. It's never, why did you spend X amount of dollars? Right. You know, remember we talked about that. But <gasps> I see that these e-courses, especially during now, mm. This is going to change the way education should be. We yes. don't actually need everyone to do what they did 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago. What do you see the future of e-courses? Oh, absolutely. I mean, and just looking at the numbers, I mean, it, right now it's an over $200 billion industry. It'll continue to grow. They're looking at it to become an over $300 billion industry within the next few years. And I definitely see that. I think that the speed at which we live requires new education all the time. 
And that means that there is a requirement for courses to be created because again, no one's going back to college to get a bachelor's degree in like, that's going to be obsolete by the time they're done, you know? Um, and that's why people that are like, oh, I have a degree in marketing. Great. I have a degree in marketing too. How much you wanted, what I learned when I got my degree in marketing is not what I'm using today. Like you just have to be present for it and understand it. Um, so I think e-courses are really going to contribute to, to the speed at which people accelerate their own knowledge and know-how. I think that we're going to see a rise in, in more certifications and certification programs. What I'm hoping is for colleges to start to see the value of this and to be able to offer more. I know there's some colleges that do it, uh, but really having like course creators come in, teach courses that are accelerated. Like for example, digital entrepreneurship is not a degree that you can get. Having said that, digital entrepreneurship is what everybody should at least if you want to be an entrepreneur, you need to kind of look at it, right? Mm -hmm. um, and But colleges aren't teaching it. And even the curriculums, and I've done the research, so even the curriculums that exist in terms of certification are taught by people who haven't actually done it. So, like, how good is that? Like, you know, so I'm trying to partner with colleges to get them on board with this to be like, listen, I've, I have a proven system here. I've had several hundred people go through it already in terms of digital, what it should be lo looking like for a digital entrepreneur. How can we make this happen? Because um, it, it is a viable viable industry and I think that colleges are missing out by not educating people on it and that is and what colleges are doing I, I sometimes substitute teach at Grambling State mm -hmm. where my wife and I met and where I still have that's lovely friends <laughs> who yeah the real yeah. like you know Claire Huxtable Cleese, yeah. right <laughs> I, love um, it. I have my team members who are mm. professors there Mm -hmm. And what they're doing is what you're doing. They're creating a course, but they don't know they can create a course because they're online and, and now everyone's forced to get certified. Yeah. And, and, I, and I worked with one of my team members there. And I, so I kind of learned and, and I was like, wow, this is just like creating a course. We need to create a course because I don't think you should be going into thousands of dollars of debt to learn marketing, to learn PR, no. to learn science. Not it, at all. Those days are, are done. I did. But, I did. <laughs> right. But it's, it's unnecessary. And because things change, any marketing that you learn, any PR that you learn in 18 months is going to be obsolete because something new is going to happen. Right. And I have a lot of professors that are clients of mine um, that are, I have some that, you know, are at HBCUs. I have some that are in central Florida, um, some that are local down here, or even work in the, the higher education system uh, because th there really is just like this gap. And I think that, you know, we have an opportunity to fill that. Wouldn't it be something, not if just if that degree in the digital space opens all the way up and then there's a PhD hmm. in it, but that it's influencers who start teaching, you know, because they're the ones. Because I never understood. And when yeah. I taught in grad school, it was because of Dr. Murray. He said, hey, can you teach this website class? I read in the <laughs> paper, you know how to do websites. Yeah. I suck at websites. But, but you were better than him. <laughs> I'm better than him. And he taught it for like two years. Right. And, and that's, you know, and one of the things that I'm working on, another project that I have in the works is I'm work, I'm actually working on a textbook that's going to talk about digital entrepreneurship. Because if I can at least get a textbook in somebody's hands, you know, from the perspective of somebody that's done this um, and, you know, I and has you know, the dissertation or the research to back it up, like and everything I do is research based, then I think I, I just think, like I said, there's just a huge opportunity that they're missing out on and um, and even like, I worked at a law school for, as an administrator for seven years and uh, the like law school won't even, the ABA won't even allow online classes 
like it's and it and that's just unrealistic in today's world like you need like people should be able to and you don't need to be it's not like surgery you don't need to be in a classroom to understand you know to like learn about the law um or to apply the law like it's not a yeah we're not doing you know cardiothoracics here where you need to touch something we're going to be friends because law school, <laughs> there isn't an ABA program that's online. There's not. And my, my wife is a physician mm. and she's like, you don't even need to go to class for med school, but they won't even allow you to do online classes. And, and most med students don't go to school. Mm. Think about how many more doctors we could have, yeah. you know, they could do that. And, you know, it's, and when you have to do, you know, your practicals and all then that, you go. You, you right. go, mm-hmm. but but we we the education has to change. I know Obama talked it about does. it and wanted to you know try to crucify him, but that was with anything. <laughs> right, it's just such a broken system um, because it 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 doesn't seem to want to change with the times. You know what I mean? Like there there's there's a lot that's that's not available for people, and the the life that my clients are usually in their you know. 30s, 40s, they've been working in their career for 15, 20, sometimes 25 years. And it's the reason why they venture off into entrepreneurship is because the life they were promised is not the life that they have. They said, you go to college, you get a degree, you're going to be set for life. No, you're not. Yeah. Actually, you're going to hate your life now. Like, you know, and even like looking at what's happening today with people in the medical field, nurses in particular, and my mom's Filipino, so I know a lot of nurses, but a lot of them went into nursing, not because it was necessarily a passion, but it was because they were told that that's a stable career. They were told that that's, you know, what it's going to make them enough money to survive. And now dealing with the virus and dealing with everything that's coming with being in healthcare, um, when you don't have a passion for it, you hate your job. Like they just don't like it. And they're, they're experiencing a lot of mental health problems. And then we're seeing people get furloughed even who are in the healthcare field. And, and that's not what they were told. They were like, no, 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 healthcare is actually stable. And here we are. So there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of opportunity that I think we can, we can start to make change in. Definitely, definitely. And with everything that's going on, you talk about a textbook, will that be your first book? That will be my first book. I, well, I have a, <laughs> I am like, I, I don't like writing in book way, in a book format. Like, it's like, the, you know, it's the weirdest thing. I actually have a book that's sitting that just needs to, like, there's little things that need to get, I've talked to publishers about it. Like, do I, like, this publisher's like, we're interested. Do I self-publish? And I, I never wanted to do it for the money anyway. So I'm like, I don't care who publishes the thing because I don't want to do it. Like, I just, you know, um, so it will be my first book. I mean, I guess my dissertation was published as a book, but that's boring. It's not really a book. Yeah, yeah. No, no one's lining up. To right. So I'm not doing a launch of the, yeah, which, but I do have, I, I have, you know, the hard copy of it, I guess. But um, yeah, one day. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, definitely. I mean, you know, I, I say, because we don't like to just get the game. We like to give it. Yeah. I created a publishing company only because when we started, I, I wrote my first book in the Christian industry. Hmm. And coincidentally, it, it Oh, you can't see. Oh, I was like, that was nothing. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And, and, oh. and what I did was I, um, the hardest time of my life thus far, life was twisted upside down. Mm-hmm. Instead of working with secular artists, go to the Christian artists. But what I found out is the same stuff that was happening in the secular happened in the Christian. Yes. So I said, let me give 
in a way all my contacts and a, a, a blueprint. Mm. And the only reason I wrote it, besides God saying this is the time, yeah, is that the people I think who should have wrote it, who were responsible for Lecrae's success in many ways. Lecrae's a friend of mine. I've known him since before he started. <laughs> okay. They said, <laughs> artists don't read. And no, they said, I guess that's write true. It. And I said, what? And they're like, artists don't read. And I said, well, for those who do, I'm going to put something together, boom, and it's it's out there. And, you know, it does what it does, and people still to this day, because I, I also gave away 100 contacts, not like mm. names and numbers, yeah. but outlets. Yeah, these are places you can I go. still want Resources. <laughs> but yeah, and, you know, and, and Lecrae's success, it, it's so powerful, because when he left a certain distribution company and went to Sony, it mm-hmm. picked up a whole company. It, it was, did. You know, boom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because the the industry, I'm glad that you wrote something on the industry because it's, it's very interesting. And, and yeah, I've, you know, I used to work at a Christian sports camp called Kids Across America, which is kind of where Lecrae got started. Like on his first albums, you'll hear him mention it, but um, like the rise of the Christian music industry with like what he's been able to do has been very interesting. And I think that people do need as many resources as possible. Yeah. While there is one, because, you know, whenever, you know, you right. A, a, a pimp and then a reggae artist. I'm talking about Snoop. Then comes <laughs> the church robe on. This was I mean, Yeah. Yes. I think that there will always be exploitation, you know, in in the in the church world. I guess so. While there is one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's going to get so ridiculous. And and I remember the OGs who who said this was going to happen. That there would be no line and divide, but soon, you know, um, the the communion is going to be syrup cup, and they're going to, you know, <laughs> and here we are. We are in the last day. I know, aren't we though? <laughs> so the signs are all there. We're all we there, <laughs> Corona and all. <laughs> with with that being said, what is your community give back with everything that you have going on? Um. You mean my my personal gift back? Personal business that you want to do or that you're doing already? Yeah. So, you know, tons of free resources. I think, um, you know, I'm always going to be very passionate about women and passionate about the black community. So I try to 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 make sure that it's it's out there for for us the most. <laughs> um, I do that, and and of course, I mean, there's proceeds of my business. I try to always give 25% back um, in some capacity to different organizations. So monetary giving back, uh, resources giving back, connections giving back, um, and then of course just time, 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 time. So when I talk about like the connections that I have, like locally with the chapter of the NAACP or with the the Black Chamber of Commerce or with that publication, that's the the third largest black owned like trying to do a lot of things for them and for you know the community at large here in South Florida to make sure that they have resources to get through this time um so as really as much as I can and then of course content online that's just available 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 content and it's free 99 people yes. so make sure you click the <laughs> yes. link well, well I thank you for being a guest and giving us the game well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. This is a great conversation. It is. We don't want to give them a game overload. So folks, <laughs> like, share, subscribe, do all that good stuff. And I thank you, Dr. Timberlake. Be blessed. Thank you.
Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversified Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifiedGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.